So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Halloween Horror Nights Orlando has mastered the art of the scare. We'll cover each year of this amazing event one by one, picking through the bones and uncovering its past. So join us now as we open another tomb inside the catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. Welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. This episode is all about 1997. Its full name is Halloween Horror Nights 7 Frightmares. I am Matt, and joining me once again this week is Quint. Hello. So, 1997. This is also of note for me and, I guess, my history in Halloween Horror Nights, because it will lead to it eventually. This is the year I also moved to Orlando. Oh, okay. So, so this would have been the year that you, you would have had the first chance of going. Yep. I remember moving in the spring because I think I was around for Valentine's Day was like the first major shopping holiday. I don't know why I remember the shopping. I guess maybe because it's every freaking holiday is plastered everywhere you go these days. And maybe that's why it sticks in my head. But uh, So I definitely was here for Halloween Horror Nights was, was my point. And I remember hearing of it, but just not... I've said in the, the initial episode, episode zero, I just didn't get to it this year. Really didn't even think about it yet. Yeah, I'm pretty... Had you met Christy by that time? Not yet, no. Yeah, so it probably wasn't even really on your radar. Exactly, yep, yep. We will actually get more into that in 1998. So, but we're not talking about 98, we're talking about 1997. Uh, it has a subtitle, as I just said, Frightmares, but it also has a catchphrase. It has a, a, the marketing phrase, the event phrase, a phrase that we've had at least in the last year. I'm not sure about the year before that, but definitely the last year. And the catchphrase is, you'll never sleep again. Yeah, and they, they have a um, the, the marketing material on the cover of <laughs> I the- was wondering if you saw this. Okay. <laughs> wow, man. This is one that really does get to me. I can't even show this to Ulrika because she has this thing with eyes. That <laughs> yeah, she, that's like, the I thing. can't even yep. turn my eyes inside out or anything. Like she, or my eyelids like flip them <laughs> over or anything. Cause she just freak wigs the hell out. Yeah. If she saw this. She would be just like, Nope, 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 Nope. That nope octopus. That would be her. <laughs> so yeah, to, to uh, describe to anyone that isn't seeing it right now or hasn't seen it before picture, a little winged green, like demon imp, uh, best yeah. I can describe it with horns, with a tail and most, notable is sharp fang teeth picture sharp claws yeah sharp claws oh yeah good point picture him on the side of your eye socket grabbing your upper eyelid and biting into it peeling it back and peeling biting it, into oh it. this is this is the worst yet the worst and the best obviously yeah it's just i mean there's nothing really gross or disgusting about except it's visceral it's just that that thing that makes you cringe you know when somebody puts tinfoil in their mouth and chews that (laughs) this does the exact same thing to you i love this it is yeah oh this is now we're getting into the mood that we are we know and love i think i think so too it's it's kind of a divorce divorce from uh you know the uh the old-timey uh characters and stuff that they had and even like the crypt keeper who was kind of a, a character of 
of a mummy. Um, they're now getting into like, no, we're going to freak you out. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yep. Here is, Quinn, I just shared the commercial with you because it's only 19 seconds. I want to get your live reaction. I might plug the audio in the background so that uh, we get a little audio theater experience here, but I want you to watch this. Oh, my God. Recording. Oh, God. No, no. Nobody should watch that, Matt. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? And the best part is, I mean, not the best part. I'm sorry. The, the, the thing about this is it's really rough CGI. I mean, real rough. Well, it's 1997, but it's still just like, ah, yeah, it's Ow. almost um, uh, what you would call it. Uh, not even CGI. It's, it's almost like cartoon sort of thing. Sort like of. Animated yeah. is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. That's probably a better description. It's still really, really visceral. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, well, that's one word for it. So <laughs> so that's the, we got the marketing gist of, we haven't even gotten into the dates here. So let's get into the dates. Longest run yet. That's just going to be... It gets longer every year. Let's just get that out there so I don't have to keep repeating that fact and, and get bored with that information. But the dates this year, it starts finally starting to take over the month of October. It starts the 3rd and 4th, goes into the 10th and the 11th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th, and 31st, and flows over into November. Now, I found this interesting because we had just recorded and released 1996, and we were speculating that the quick turnover for an entire run of dates was tough, and that's why they only did it in 95. Well, this blows that theory right out of the water because we have a consecutive record consecutive 10 nights this year. Yeah, I was just going to say, I remember that conversation, too. Yep. And it's just, yeah, that, that's apparently we're just idiots. Well, we knew that. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So, no, that's that's been part of the fun of, of learning and speculating and getting answers here and there. So, if anyone. Yeah, that's, that's actually been really cool. We've we've been getting some answers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of the uh, people that have stumbled on the show on social media have been sending pictures and giving us information and filling in these gaps, which we will share as they come up for sure. So that's, that's been awesome. So if anyone, one thing we haven't really heard from is any behind the scenes people. So if we, I don't know what answer you could give for 10 consecutive nights versus having a break last year, but if, it, if the answer is out there, we'd love to hear it. Absolutely. So the run times are Basically, we're hovering around the same times. It's it's pretty much give or take a half hour from year to year right now. They're up to 2 a.m. now. Yeah, well, that that's true. That's true, because that might be one of the latest nights. But uh, the start time, I should say, is more what I was looking at. So Okay. 7 p.m. start time, 7 to midnight for the Sunday through Thursday nights, 7 to 2 on Friday and Saturday. Those are what we have, I think, just about experienced. I think we've always gone on a 2 a.m. night. Yeah, I don't believe we've ever gone on on a non Friday or Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why I felt like noting that, but we did. Yeah, we're we're pretty crazy to go on a Friday or Saturday peak nights. We go on peak nights when we're together. Uh, That's just well, how it works out when you're traveling across the country. We, yeah, we, well, and the thing is, I usually show up Friday night, and we either do it Friday night when I show up because I got a lot of piss and vinegar in me I'm from the <laughs> from the other coast, so I'm like three hours ahead of you, or behind you guys. I'm like, whoa. You, it's only like two o'clock. Right. Yeah. Um, so we'll either do it the Friday night or the very following Saturday. And, and besides, you know, I, I actually, this is one of the few events to me that I don't mind going on a crowded night because we do the fast pass. So we're not going to wait in line and having like a fairly thick crowd, I find helps the ambiance for this one. 
Yeah, there's a it's a it's really a it's kind of a double edged sword type of thing. And we'll talk about this. We have a we're gonna do a, a first timers tip episode, just giving any advice that we that pretty much avoid the these these mistakes we made special. And I have noticed because I've gone I go several times a year. There's I've said that before. And when I go during the Thursdays or the Sundays, it's usually obviously less crowded. And the energy level on the performers seems to be, I wouldn't say down, I wouldn't say they're not giving a good performance. They just don't have the crowds and the energy to feed off of that you have on a Friday or Saturday night. So even though you're dealing with more people on a Friday and Saturday night, you do get a higher intensity, in my opinion. I think so. Yeah. You and I have done a Sunday once, and I think there was a clear difference in the intensity. Doesn't take away from the event. I don't want to say that, but there's just a different intensity level. Right. And, and, you know, we'll get into, like you said, we'll get into it in the, in the episode we do, but it, it, it clearly is one of the very few things where I prefer more people Yeah, because <laughs> I'm usually not a crowd guy, but there it helps. Yeah, I am too. And I'm the exact same way. I don't like crowds, but for a few exceptions and this is one. So anyway, I'm not even oh, sure. Okay. By the way, now that we're completely rat <laughs> Okay. We mentioned we weren't going to do a whole lot of news on this show, but we have one bit of news that we need to get out because I'm like stoked. I have plane tickets. I have Halloween Horror Nights <laughs> tickets, and I have an express pass in my name waiting for me. So and, we are gold. No, that's not it. You missed something. We're doing, oh, also, we're doing the double unmasked the horror tour the day after. Oh, yeah. So we're doing the horror, horror to the app. And my boss already gave me the time off. There so you go. I'm completely <laughs> signed up. Completely signed up. Oh yeah. Yep. So yeah, with the 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 uh, catalog of specials we're planning for that weekend is ridiculous. I was typing out all our ideas, going, "Wow, okay, we might actually be anticip- or attending to produce more hours of content than we can actually fit in the time you're here." I was just going to say it'll <laughs> it'll not only will it be a crap ton of fun, it's going to be a working weekend. Yeah, a good working weekend. Absolutely. Anyway, so yes, we did rat hole way, <laughs> way. Uh, I don't even know. I'm on my first glass. Oh god. Okay. So, getting back out of the rat hole prices. That's something we've kept a record of. Gate admission, front door, night of the event admission, thirty nine seventy five. So ever increasing, but still. That one only went up like twenty five cents nah, or something. Yeah, just uh, if any, if if in the dollar range, just a couple bucks. Yeah. I remember being in the thirties last time. Florida and Georgia residents, twenty nine seventy five, and there's the five dollar discount with a two liter of Pepsi or Mountain Dew labels, according to my notes. So they still haven't partnered with Coke yet. Brings it down to twenty four seventy five, which just uh, there's nothing. I can't. That might be a price of a t shirt. Oh, you can't. No, I paid more than that. for, <laughs> my, did? Oh, okay. for my Walking Dead t shirt. Yeah, <laughs> right, it was like thirty something for my Walking Dead yep. t shirt. Ah. Uh. Yeah, that's the the price. The, and looking, and Which, not just Halloween Heart Nights, just looking at prices of in the past from uh, mm. anything, especially theme park related, is always an interesting comparison to <laughs> present day. But I have to say that the t shirt price was totally worth it. It's my oh, yeah. I, it's my weekly range shirt now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I wish I had thought of that when I came came over there and we were went out to the range. I would have grabbed one of my old ones. <laughs> anyway, um, this was now. This is cool. This isn't the first time we talked about, it, but this is the most information I got on it so far. The day park ticket upgrade. We talked about that several times. This year, if you went during a weekday, I don't know if that includes Sunday or not. I think it might. If you went, it definitely includes Thursday. It was a $15 upgrade from your day ticket. $20 for the weekend. I'm assuming that means Friday and Saturday. And this package was called the Stay and Scream. 
Now this year, I don't know if they did it the other years we talked about it, but I didn't have, if they did, I didn't have the information this year. Part of the stay and scream package pass was that it let you into the New York pre-screen party that ran from five 30 to seven. So you were in the park in the New York area of the park and of Halloween Horror Nights for an, a, an early 90 minutes. Oh, that would have been, that would have been pretty cool. And I it, think. And it wasn't just a here, come in and walk around. They had entertainment. Uh, they had character photo ops, which is really, really cool to that see what they been, did. Yeah. And this is even cooler than that. You got early admission to one of the houses during that 90 minutes. So you got one of the houses, one of your lines. Cause again, we're not in express pass or we may not even be in RIP years yet. You, we're not, definitely not in express pass years. So you've got one of your longest waits of the night out of the way before anyone else is ever in the park. Wow. And that must have been like, uh, probably looking at, at the graveyard rescue, maybe. No, those were shows. Sorry. Oh, I mean, it, I, I really don't. It, it's I I'm just looking at the ones that are, which. Yeah, the ones that are close by, right? So, right, I mean, yeah. you know, uh, Tomb of Terror and Museum of Horror are pretty close. I don't know. Uh, just of course, this is rampant speculation on my part. Right. Yeah. yeah that's, I mean, that, that's I pretty awesome. I don't know if it's the same house. It could have been different houses. I would imagine it's the same house, but I'm not. Yeah, I, I don't know which one, but that is that is about. I think the best deal we talked about so far. I mean, first of all, it's it's the the cheapest admission to the event. Now, granted, you have to have a day past Universal Studios, but I mean, why not? Well, it was, and like we were talking about already, you know, this was this has been marketed fairly heavily to outside of the the Georgia and and um, Orlando area. Mm-hmm. So, or sorry, Florida area. So, this would be a really really good deal for anybody going to Universal that day. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that, I I can't see not wanting to take advantage of this even if I was the oh, well I, I was a resident at the time even if I lived here I'd probably if I was going to Halloween Horror Nights if I sat and looked at the math I'd be like oh wow you know I can make sure. a day of the park and go to this for cheap and probably be ahead ten well no what would it be it's wow it's almost, uh, almost twenty five bucks. bucks yeah or twenty bucks as a or fifteen bucks as a Florida resident so yeah. so that I mean you know for from on the flip side of that for me it's like if i would have showed up there not knowing anything about halloween horror nights right say mm-hmm. just hadn't marketed it to a point where i'd ever gotten it and i looked at universal tickets and went oh wow i can get this extra thing for 20 bucks yeah i mean you know right oh yeah yeah and that you know that leads into my next set of notes they, this is even though this was the most inexpensive option it was arguably possibly i should say their biggest individual money maker and they pushed the hell out of it just like you said because the most of the information i got from this was from flyers they handed out as you got your entry ticket so it's i got your ticket your receipt and a flyer and the flyer was basically just a a third sheet a little quarter sheet like you would any or not a quarter a third sheet of a a eight by ten piece of paper had the logo on the front that we just talked or the I don't even know what you would call it. The image on the front we talked about, which was enough to get me interested. But on the back, it had a l- nice summary of everything. It had a summary of the the mazes, the shows, even had a blurb about Bill and Ted. So in one quick pitch, you'd see everything you could get for $15 or $20 that day. And they, like I said, handed it out to everyone that came in those days that were at the park. It sounds, I would have been sold for sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep, yep, exactly. 
And they even even at the bottom, like this was like just to hammer home the the pushing of it. In my last note at, to do with this, at the bottom, it told you exactly where you could go get your pass right now as you're reading this. It's like you can get at the studio exit. You can go at select street and ride shows at the pass window, and they they just really made every effort they could in this quick little pitch to get you to be interested and make that almost impulse purchase. Yeah. And it would have worked on me. There's no doubt. So, you know, one of the things I was thinking about, you were were telling me about this, this between the shows event or between the parks event, right? Where Mm -hmm. they actually got photo ops. I'm, I had to do, I kind of go into my way back machine a little bit because (laughs) nobody really was carrying cell phones in 97. No, this wasn't the age of the smartphone where, you know, now we can just snap pics of whatever the heck we want as we go through. And we do, but back then it would have been, that would have been just like a wicked benefit. Oh yeah. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about that when you said it, it, it took me a minute. to sink in. <laughs> right, yep. So now as far as what was that the event this year? So the mazes I've now gone through all my notes and changed the word house to maze because when Mike Aiello says, the word maze more times than I've to the answer of my question of house. I am obviously using the wrong term. Agreed. Yes. So, so I've now made the change. I'll tell you this, just out of just, just to say I've struggled with this back and forth because they're referred to as both by many people. Uh, for me, I guess the idea of a maze in my head is something you have to find your way out of. And these always, that you don't necessarily find your way out of. There's only one way in and one path out. So the term maze was difficult for me to apply to it. But when, like I said, so I think when you get on, it from that source, you, you got to go with it. And I accept it fully. On my side, I think it's more, uh, you know, when we're talking about some of the stuff that they're doing in the Nazermans and the Q areas, you didn't really, you weren't guaranteed that you had a roof over your head, right? Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> and so so the maze takes on a, a more of a meaningful aspect there rather than having, rather than calling it a house because, you know, a house typically has to have a roof, a door, and all that kind of fun stuff. A maze does take the right aspect. And, you know, if you do make a wrong turn, you're probably going to run into a character you really don't want to run into in a really tight corridor. That's a really good point. So, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I... It's not like it's that big a struggle for me. I'm just trying to explain why I, I chose one over the other in my notes. But uh, yeah, that's a good point. That's you're actually right. I mean, and, and I'm always right, Matt. You just haven't figured that out. Yeah. Yet. Okay. Don't make me. Don't make me do a clip show. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so, but that's that's a really good point. You, if you're the first one in, you could probably take a wrong turn easily. So okay. I mean, that, that's I don't know why I'm. I'm can making can you imagine? Can you imagine taking a wrong turn and and just turning into a character who just come back and and was ready, getting ready to jump back out <laughs> and scare them as much as they scared you? <laughs> that would be awesome. No, you would be on the really bad end of that because they would scream and you would scream and their scream would probably fuck you. Up. Yeah, good point. Yeah, <laughs> but that'd be a great story to tell. Hell yeah. Yep. Anyway, mazes. Wow. I mean, I, I I'm really hoping we get through a subject without rat holing tonight. So mazes, hotel, hotel hell, tombs of terror. Is it tombs of terror? I have tombs of the terror, but I no tombs of terror. It is tombs of terror? Okay, bad on my notes. Tombs of terror and Universal's Museum of Horror. We had four shows: uh, Abra Cadaver Festival of the Dead Parade. I put under shows. That's we know what that is. We talked about that 
last time. Bill and Ted's Excellent Halloween Adventure, The Final Frontiers, which what I teased you with yeah. last episode, and a show called Frightmares. Uh, scare Zones, the one official Scare Zone midway of the bazaar again, which is kind of, I guess we're in a uh, tradition at this point, because this is at least the third one I recall talking about. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, press release for this event was released October 1st, 1997, so just a couple days before the event, as usual, and this one read the very best scenes from Universal's classic horror movies and the Festival of the Dead Parade return with more fearsome floats and marching monsters than ever before. They may be the walking... That's funny. They may be the walking dead. This is well before the walking dead. They may be the walking dead, but they sure know how to have a good time. This gruesome gaggle of ghouls will once again try their best to satisfy the crowd's insatiable appetite for babbles, bangles, and beads in this year's Halloween Horror Nights. That was a mouthful. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And uh, doesn't induce fright all that much, but, you know, it's a press release. It it doesn't induce fright that much. What it does is promise you a good time. Mm. Exactly. And I, yep. and I think that's one of the things that that um that I have a new respect for after talking you know we talked to Mike uh Mike Aiello is that part of what he wanted uh, and what they want to do is make sure that people have a party or have a good time and and because it was meant to be a Halloween party. And so I think that's part of I have a new appreciation for some of the other stuff they're doing, I think. Yes. Yeah. I could some of the less scary. Yep. So I have one question. Okay. We, we've rolled through the shows. We've rolled through the scare zone and the, and the, uh, the houses um, right. bef- before we've actually done any descriptions. Okay. We have something in stage 54. Do you have notes on that or should I bring it up now? I do. Okay. It's not it, too much, so I can jump right down to it. That would be good because it seems really weird. Stage 54 has this House of Frankenstein thing. Yes, and it doesn't seem to fit in a scare zone. It doesn't seem to fit in a show. And it really doesn't seem to fit in a ride. Okay. It was um, House of Frankenstein was a miniseries on NBC that year. Oh. So it was a promotional thing with that. It was a, they set it up as a, as a nightclub type thing. There was music, lights, you could dance and whatnot. But they also had some props and some of the makeup effects. So I don't know if they totally had a demo starts. or if characters from you know made up from people in the show, but it was a cross promotion. It wasn't quite a house, and it wasn't quite a scare zone. It was a opportunity to push this House of Frankenstein miniseries. Understood. Now I didn't didn't understand that because I I don't know the House of Frankenstein series. Gotcha. So I cool. don't know if I saw it. I bet you I saw it because I really enjoyed those things, but I. I, I don't recall. I can't recall seven days from now. I certainly can't recall 1997. Yeah, so see, that was the last year I was still in Canada. So oh. there was a lot of stuff that we didn't get. And, oh, uh, okay. I gotcha. So I, we, I don't, I don't even remember hearing about it. So, right. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um, okay, cool. Um, I guess we will go through the shows first so we can get the bill and Ted's and then talk about the, uh, mazes. That's kind of the format we've, we've gotten to and i've been enjoying that so all right i'll start off with well we'll go with festival of the dead parade because it is a returning parade but without the grand marshal of the crypt keeper i did not find a video or a listing of floats other than that there were floats in beads i'm sure it was bigger i'm sure it was elaborated upon 
because that always seems to uh, i mean they do that every every year they they always yeah. improve on everything they're doing uh the only thing i could find is that it was themed after the four heralds of the apocalypse well, that's that's a fun theme. So I can kind of picture. I can't really picture exactly, but I can I can envision th- that there must have been a a pestilence, a plague, a death, and a war. Yeah, loosely themed float, and they were probably. I'm sure they were cool. More more so the characters that accompanied them yeah. and the uh, stilt walkers. I was trying. I don't know if the chainsaw drill team was with them or not. I'm going to assume they were if they followed suit. And I don't know. I guess I don't know where I put them with death or with war. Hmm, I would put them with death. Chainsaws and war. If you're coming at me with a chainsaw in war, um, you're going to get a bullet to the head. Yeah, yeah. I was originally thinking death as well because it'd be kind of a, a modern uh, scythe in a yeah. sense, a chainsaw. So. Exactly. That, that, that's perfect analogy, actually. Okay. They threw out beads in the blooms, and I'm happy to say I have. You got the blooms. I've got... A 1997, the bloom, and I take back what I said last time because I thought my memory of them was that they're plastic and uh, metal coated, but or uh, like a, a metallic coated, but they're not because this one actually has a chip in it. Must have hit the ground or something. And these are these are all metal. That's I cool. was wrong. I think they're aluminum because they're super super light and they're not pliable at all. So I think they're I think they're aluminum, aluminum. or tin. Yeah, yeah, definitely one of the two because they're definitely light like that and they're seem to be cold struck but this one has uh, i might leave this uh out for your wife it has a the front i'll call it the front the front is the imp biting on the eye cool yeah yeah i know even in this and even in this it's it's uh and then the back has a halloween horror nights universal studios and it has the globe and the famous arches and the imp is like crawling over the globe it's pretty cool i will take pictures of this and get them on our social media feeds for anyone that has not seen these before. I like that. Those are real, actually really, really cool souvenirs to, to dish out. Yep. Yeah. They're unique. They're unique. I don't, I don't have many Halloween based coins in any kind of collection. So yeah, no, I, I just think, I just think they're really cool. Even the beads were, were would be pretty cool. Yeah. The uh, beads I saw in that video from last year, I mean, they were not only were they cool that they did them, but they, they made perfect sense. They were orange. Look like they were orange, black and silver, like solid colors each strand. But I was like, yeah, what, what other colors would you pick for Halloween? I'd love to get like, you know, a few of those in my hand and just hang them up, just hang them up on, you know, the corner of the display I have where all my other, I mean, Halloween Horror Night stuff is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, someone could easily sell me that on eBay. I would have no idea how to date beads. <laughs> um, I got a cup of Kansas spray paint in the garage. <laughs> give, go, me a, right? give me 10 minutes. Uh, okay. Other shows. Um, Abra Cadaver. This took place on the Animals Actor stage. And this, the description was evil magicians take to the stage in this horror magic show where members of the audience can volunteer in quotes to be sawed in half and thirds and quarters and sixteenths. So, mm, I'm, I'm wondering plants. Yeah. Well, yeah, plants, I'm sure. Or this, the, uh, I don't know if this was a, little more tongue-in-cheek they're the their magic shows i've seen that i have seen there are more fun than scary so i'm i don't know this is or wasn't but history has seemed to show that the even though they're macabre based yeah they're still like they still have a really rich sense of humor to them oh yeah for sure I mean, I'm not big on magic stuff. I, I would take a ventriloquist or yeah, the vin- or hypnotist, hypnotist. <laughs> over over magic show any day. But no, I I appreciate it. Right. Yep. 
Frightmares, that took place in the New York streets. That description was party loud to wake yeah, party loud enough to wake the dead. Your worst nightmares take stage as some of your favorite stars gather for an all night tongue in cheek rock and roll spectacular. So this is an a, another spin on something they've been doing for the past few years before this, where they do the horror slash I don't know what you would say. No, nah, I don't want to say celebrity impersonator, but the I parody almost, parody is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I would almost consider this pretty close to a scare zone. You right? Think so? If you've got live, yeah, well, you know, it's probably it's, the same live music and stuff that they've got going from the the, the preview stuff that they gave everybody, right? Because mm-hmm. it's in the same place. And oh yeah, you know, you're right. Yep. You know, it's probably just a place you can get drinks, and they've got the, the you know a forgive me for saying this, but gore style band thing going on, <laughs> right? Where it's like, you know, you've got your ghouls that are playing rock and roll music. And it's probably just kind of like uh, the party place for the the evening. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it could, it, the shows are timed, but I'm sure the, the atmosphere in the area during, during the sets is still going on. So yeah, I'm not too sure. I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not disagreeing. I just have nothing to add to that really. So having not seen it, of course. Yeah. Well, Unfortunately, we yeah. have. <laughs> uh, the, sh- okay. the shows were pretty quick. I mean, they had a lot of shows going on for yes. the night. Yep. Uh, there was another show before I get to Bill and Ted's that was listed in the brochure, and that was Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review. I It was going on during Halloween, but I think I probably put that in open attractions. In fact, I did. So riding attractions that were open that night. But uh, that is, uh, we we know what that show is. You, you haven't seen it, but you know what the show is. Yeah. So that, that certainly fits in with Halloween for sure. There's really no doubt about that. Now for Bill and Ted's Halloween Adventure, the Final Frontier. Excellent Halloween Adventure. Oh, say, right. Final Frontier. This I have extensive notes on. And we did get a picture of this, which I shared to you to taunt you even more. I know. You yeah. did, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Actually, it was awesome because as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, this is going to be so, this going to be good. Yep. So, all right. It opens with the Star Trek theme. So the name delivers on the promise from the get-go. And what happens is that Kirk, Captain Kirk and Captain Picard beam down to Gotham City, 1880, to look for the traveling phone booth. So as they're looking around, the phone booth arrives and out comes Bill and Ted. They say they received a call from a big record company that wants to make a deal with Wild Stallions. Kirk and Picard tell them that they've been tricked and it's really the Borg Queen and she wants to steal the phone booth. Oh, this this going to be good. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I feel like that dude with the chair on the gift, right? This going to be good. <laughs> I'm just like going to sit down. And, <laughs> so, yeah, this leads into the picture we were given. We were given a picture of Picard and Kirk and the Borg Queen, and they looked so awesome. And there was a Klingon, right? Yeah, I was, I was getting to that. Okay. So the Borg Queen does appear, and a Klingon is with her. So we got our initial uh, bad guys, and obviously the initial good guys. So Captain... Uh, I'm Kirk and Picard fire their phasers at the Klingon, but the Klingon explains that they don't work because the technology they're using hasn't been invented yet in this point in time. Yeah, that's logical. Yeah, which is, <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's a little, that's a little deeper than I'm used to at Bill and Ted's. I enjoyed uh, it, but I wasn't expecting that. Well, yeah. The Borg Queen and the Klingon have present day guns, so they can actually fire off around and threaten Bill and Ted and Kirk and Picard with them. But as usual, in these shows, help arrives. And then this time, it's in the form of Ripley from Aliens. 
who blasts on the stage, and she's followed by the Men in Black and the Terminator. Oh, shit. Yeah, I love this combination. These are <laughs> pretty much, the, the, if you threw, and I don't know, I'm not looking ahead of my notes, but if you threw a couple Star Wars things in here, you have like every one of my favorite franchises now on one stage. A gunfight ensues, and the Borg Queen and the Klingon escape in the phone booth. Uh, Kirk and Picard fight over who should be in charge of the mission and start citing their previous time travel experiments uh, experience, I should say, in their arguments, which is I started thinking about this and like realized I am going to waste the rest of my day uh, remembering who did what time-wise because it's so varied for both of them. Uh, you know, just Kirk and Picard... Uh, arguing about or or discussing their various uh, experiences with time travel with Bill and Ted yeah. is just like that could be an entire Bill and Ted show easy. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, we did this. <laughs> we saved the whales. <laughs> well, we got Abe Lincoln. Yeah, right. And Genghis Khan. <laughs> like, and Genghis Khan. <laughs> well, we did this. <laughs> well, yeah. So during this bickering, Bill calls back the phone booth with the the phone home device, and the Klingon and the Borg Queen are there, and they return. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't look ahead of my notes. Then they brought back some friends, Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze, and Darth Vader. So here we go. This is now, uh, speaking of time machines, I don't think there's any doubt of what I would use my time machine to go back and see in 1997 then. Right. Yep. Even if it. even if it was just a show or a house yep. or maze, sorry, uh, it would be this. Yes. Yes. I am like just at the halfway point of the Bill and Ted show, and I already know where I'm where I'm headed. Anyway, okay. Borg Queen and the Klingon start to fight Kirk and Picard, and they end up throwing both of them into the phone booth and sending them back through time. And meanwhile, Darth Vader narrows in on Bill and Ted. And he says the phrase, at one point, the force is with you, but you're not a wild stallion yet. <laughs> Which reading it is cheesy, but if I heard it, I would have flipped out. That would have been, yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, Bill counters by uh, pulling a lightsaber out, and him and Darth Vader begin to duel. I Right now, I want to know what the lightsaber props looked like. Yeah, I know, because these were before those uh, FX, FX ones, like the ones, one you yeah. got me. Yeah. So I don't know. They were probably, I mean, che sure, they were custom built. Plastic. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, I don't know if they would glow or not. If they did, then they were probably built on site in house. I, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if they just did that, the whole cheap, cheesy plastic with a couple of bulbs inside just to just <laughs> right, yep. like say, okay, you know what? Forget it. We're not, we, yeah. Yeah. It's either like go big or just go practical so you can do it four times a night for right. however many nights this was. Dear, go big or go month. cheesy. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's right. And for this, I'm pretty sure they would have had to go cheesy. I just, think so, just, yeah. <laughs> you know, that many nights in a row and all that stuff, you'd have had to. You'd have to. You're right. That's that's exactly right. Yep. Uh, Bill Lur Lur where's it? Yeah, Bill lures Vader over the trap door and sends him flying down the trap door. So, so much for Vader uh, for now. I'm not sure if he comes back or not. We'll find out here shortly. A masked, the uh, masked villain from Scream suddenly appears and starts to chase after Bill and Ted. And Mr. Freeze follows, but is intercepted by the Terminator. Yep. We got a double Arnold here. I was which gonna had say to be hilarious. I don't know what dialogue they could have possibly gave him, but I'm sure it was gold. <laughs> they wouldn't, 
it wouldn't have mattered what dialogue they had. <laughs> no, right? It yeah. been gold, right? <laughs> so the Terminator and Mr. Freeze start to trade punches and headbutts. The Terminator takes one big swing and misses and tumbles down the well. Uh, Mr. Freeze freezes as well. And then, uh, is that right? No, I'm sorry. Mr. Freeze freezes the well and then chases after Bill and Ted as well. Uh, Bill and Ted call for Batman using the bat signal and Batman, Robin and Batgirl swing onto stage. So I wasn't quite sure. I, I couldn't remember oh, which must have been the Clooney year. Yep. I couldn't remember which Batman this was with the villains, but now it's all clear. It's definitely the Clooney with the Batgirl. Batgirl, uh, yeah. Is they the better have made a nipple joke. <laughs> I'm sure they had a Batsuit nipple joke. Right. Ew. So Batgirl takes Bill and Ted to safety, AKA off stage so that the villains and the heroes could fight. Robin battles it out with Poison Ivy and is lured into a building that the lures her into a building that the men in black blow up. So now Poison Ivy is out of the way. Batman takes on Mr. Freeze and their fight leads to the top of the building where the Borg Queen joins in. And then from there, the men in black back down or from there, the men in black join in and shoot the Borg Queen down. So I hmm, I don't know if that's it for the Borg. I, I love the fact that I wrote these notes so long ago because i'm actually intrigued by the story i'm reading because i forget it (laughs) it's just they had so much to work with. this year year. was a banner year for pop culture to to bust balls on oh my god okay bill and ted reappear with batgirl announcing it's time to jam but the men in black aren't so eager because they want to question how everyone is going to get back to the future and as if on cue the back to the future theme plays and the delorean time machine arrives but it's not Doc Brown and Marty McFly that exit. It is the cast of Seinfeld that gets out of the DeLorean. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so th- this is where I'm I'm not really... I hate Seinfeld. You know, oh, okay. See, now, the, the Seinfeld... It's, it's hard to... And Mad Magazine has this trouble of, of all the things to compare this to. It's hard to make a parody of a comedy because it's already a comedy. Right. But the one line that Jerry Seinfeld is quoted of having said is pretty funny. He gets out of the car and says, now this is a show about nothing. (laughs) That's pretty good. That is pretty good. That made me laugh when I read that. Yeah. So Kramer explains how they were cruising along and looked down at the speedometer. And next thing they knew they were going 88 miles an hour and then zip, zang, boom, they were here. I'm sure it was a whole Kramer esque thing. I, I won't even attempt to do it. Uh, and on this explanation, the musical finale begins with Grease Lightning as Bill and Ted help to fix a DeLorean to get it back home. But before we get to the actual finale finale that we all know and love, the show is interrupted by a phone call. It's Ghostface from Scream again. He appears on stage and he removes his mask to reveal he's actually Austin Powers. And now the dancing really begins. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's, where did that get pulled from, right? Yeah. Holy crap. Yep. Uh, so now we go into the whole uh, finale, which includes a rap dance break with the Men in Black to their theme song. Uh, we got Elaine from Seinfeld dancing her, I guess, infamous dance to Wannabe with the Spice Girls, which is she's joined by the Borg Queen, Batgirl, and Poison Ivy. I would have loved to see the Borg Queen dance to Wannabe. I would love to see the board queen dance to anything. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the main, the finale, the Wild Stallions finale, where we always have Bill and Ted up on stage with their guitars, is there this year they're accompanied by Kirk and Picard. And of all songs, just picture Sir Patrick Stewart performing Smells Like Teen Spirit. 
Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm there. And I'm good. Uh, last but not least, to close out the show, the set gets blown up once again. And this time it was Kramer who pulled the trigger. So that is <laughs> Bill and Ted, The Final Frontier. Oh my God. I wish I could have seen this. Yep. I'm already, I mean, <laughs> I, I actually going through the, the, the regular notes, I picked something, some one thing that I would have gone back for, but I've changed my mind. It'd be Bill and Ted. Yep. Yep. And I mean, we've already <laughs> relaxed the rules saying we get a show and a maze. Right. But if I had to pick one, it would still be Bill and Ted. Yeah, Bill and Ted's a big show. You almost have to spend your. It's like a. It's like a double credit. You have to spend two credits to get that. So yeah, yeah. And I would spend them. I would spend them as much as I love the houses. We're going to talk about the idea of the houses. Mazes. Yeah. Ma- oh shit. <laughs> uh, you know what? You're gonna you're gonna correct me. I'm gonna correct okay, you until yep. we get it right. Right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the mazes because I do want to talk about the first one on my list here it's in that we said we talked about it's in the nazarman's area and it's called hotel hell and it is the one that was brought up in our interview with mike aiello so it seems appropriate that this is the year we're starting with after talking to him yeah and and it's the actually the reason that i had picked out hotel hell as something i would go and see go back in time and see as my first choice until you told me about bill and ted okay <laughs> just because you know we just talked to mike and i would have loved to see him doing his his uh washing machine thing yeah i know right <laughs> that's so yeah that is a no I, I mean i obviously didn't see this one i'm trying to think if i've ever seen that i and i mean they have a, a certain amount of props i'm not gonna say limited because they add to them i'm sure each year but they have the like those big props that why throw them away when they're useful if you've if you've constructed sure. if you've altered a washing machine for a character to jump out of no sense in throwing it on the on the the junk pile so i wonder no. if i've ever seen that again i just can't recall that's but and i wonder if they've painted it and yeah, stuck uh, stuff on it and, and just made it a pop-out yep. thing for something else right i mean it doesn't Certainly necessarily could have, been. have to be at, at that point it can be a window or a cupboard or whatever right if but if you've already modified a washing machine to get somebody into it and popping out of it yeah you'd use it again yep yeah so i mean yeah i mean we could have we could have very well seen it in a another form i mean maybe not that washing machine but a washing machine anyway I digress, or rat hole, as it were. So, Hotel Hell. The description was, check into one of the trendiest hotels in New York. At least it was before it became a crumbling home of hostile ghosts, menacing phantoms, demented staff, and member... Oh, demented staff members and violent bums. So, honestly, we don't really need to to spend a lot of time on this because Mike told us more than we (laughs) could ever... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not... Go listen to our last episode. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, this is a uh, kind of the uh, I guess you would I don't know that we put a description on this, and maybe it's the first time we've had it. This is kind of the um, I don't want to say catch all. That sounds bad, but this is more of the uh, I guess more of an open themed where they can get a little more creative and have a little more free reign with the character designs and the. In the areas, even though you have a hotel, you can do a lot. La- I'm assuming he must have been like in the laundry room. You could do a gym. You could do a a rec room and, and the, the lobby. You and you could do a hallway of houses with all kinds of boo doors that would scare you. So this seemed to be like more of the open palette than than sticking to one single thing and and threading it through the whole maze. And I think if I had to coin it, I would I would coin it this the this character house because there's usually that's one a house good one. That's a good one. Where- yep. 
the characters have a lot of leeway and they have a lot of space and they have a lot of different places and different things that they can do. And, you know, one guy will get, get the front guy and you're like, okay, well he went and got him. So I'm safe in this room. Not really. Right. (laughs) Um, and they've always got one house like that where the, the character they've got the whole character thing going really, really well. And it's really not about the decor. It's about who's jumping out at you and where they're coming from and that stuff. That's, that is a great game yeah, because we did, we've, 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 uh, labeled things a hot house. We labeled things a blood house. This character house is a great term. That's, I'm going to update my notes with that when I find those houses. That's perfect. Tombs of Terror. Over in the earthquake queue, this description is a terrifying journey into the New Orleans cemetery leads you deep and deeper into the dark world of bloodthirsty vampires, murderous mutants, deranged chainsaw toting maniacs. That's where they were. (laughs) And start. Yeah. I was like, I saw that one. Ah, and starts at a, I'm sorry, starts in a decaying New Orleans funeral home. So if this is going to be, if they're going to be a blood house this year, this certainly sounds like it compared to the last one we talked about. Yeah. I mean, chain. Okay. It sounds like that. Well, yeah, it sounds like it's the Bloodhouse, and it also sounds like it's got that really deep, creepy New Orleans feeling. You know, that we've talked we talked about that on a different one, but then they just took it into like this uh, cemetery and uh, uh, funeral home thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The uh, I mean, all the signs are there: vampires, uh, murder, chainsaws. I mean, blood's there, and then you can do the really creepy dead body thing all over the funeral home. And that, that, that doesn't take, but this is a little bit of a twist of the psychological house that we discussed in earlier episodes. I mean, you can have your room here where you get comfortable walking past three or four tables of cadavers. And then the fifth one sits up and scares the hell <laughs> out of you. And that's all it does. It sits up and screams and that's enough to make you jump backwards. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Uh, last house. This would, and if, if it wasn't for such a, property heavy bill and ted's this is one i would probably go to but i don't mind not going this year because there have been some before it and there will be some after it and this is universal's museum museum of horror in soundstage 22 and its description is the world's only museum where the guards have to warn the exhibits not to touch the visitors here are all your favorite classic universal monsters and present-day horror icons come to life much to your dismay so they're taking the properties they've owned that they've pretty much built the studios on and adding whatever other modern characters they were able to license or or somehow get the likeness rights for. So this would be right up my alley and would be, well, it is right up my alley and it would be what I'd go back and see if it wasn't for Bill and Ted's. I love how I'm stating this. Like I can actually go and do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. So that would be, yeah, that 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 one I would have loved to see, except for the. I mean, I, I'm not so disheartened by seeing it because I did get a chance to see one, which we'll talk about way later. Just right before you start going, they had one, and I did get to see the one in Hollywood before they they tore it cool. down. Yeah, and with with Mike's cryptic speaking this year, I'm <laughs> I'm wondering if we aren't going to see something along those lines. I don't know, man. I I I, I'm, I don't either. I, I have not shared this with you, and I will not share this with you. I'm on a lot of. I am a. I, I will say I'm a. I, I just. I don't know what to say on forums and social media. I I finally got the guts up to say something on our on a Facebook page the other night. I'm just I'm just not good at putting myself out there. But I, I I'm a member of several forums and I just I I, I like to look and learn. I, I mm. you know and uh, there's been a list that's been floating around 
of houses oh. and two have been right so far. And I'm wondering if this list is accurate. And I've, I've gone out of my way to not show it to you. Cause I didn't oh, yeah, I know you'd be that. upset. Yeah. 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 No, I, I'm, I wait for this stuff on yeah. with bated breath. So yeah. don't do that. No, I won't. I won't. So, and now I, yeah, but you can, you can bother Matt on Twitter and, and ask him for it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you, yeah, not gonna I, I, that, that's the one thing I will, retweet or share on Facebook just about anything I see that's interesting that someone has, hasn't beat me to resharing or, or tweeting uh, this one. I will not, I won't, I, I, we, I, I, we will talk about news, but we don't talk about rumors and speculation uh, much. And this really is rumors and speculation, but it's also potential for huge spoilers. So I don't want to do that. But anyway, um, with that out of the way, that is all I have for the formal notes. Got a couple of, well, we hit the scare zone. Other right? notes? Oh, well, that was midway of the bazaar. Yeah, yeah. But it has a special meaning this it, year for me. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's knife wielding clowns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seriously, man. If they had to tailor midway of the bazaar for me, it would be this one, uh, right? That's. But it. yeah. Anyway, that's that's really all we all I wanted to I'm touch on there. Really curious to see how you're going to react to Jack this year. Yeah, me too. I'll be I'll be wearing brown <laughs> pants. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, miscellaneous notes as usual. Uh, there was we talked about the production stage fifty four central uh, mm-hmm. area, which was the House of Frankenstein promo. There's another thing called the Cyber Mirror, and this is where Kodak takes a Funhouse mirror and puts it a little more towards like a digital age type thing. It was like a it distorted you and twisted you and like a fun house would, but through a camera picture or a, maybe even a digital display. I didn't see it. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just a neat little cross promotion with Kodak. I think they, at the time when film was relevant, I'm just going to say one of the last innovative yeah, things Kodak ever did. Yeah, I think Kodak was their partner. Cause there's still, you know, it's funny. I just went to the park last weekend and there was uh, I stumbled up. I forgot about these. There's Kodak sponsored photo spots where you would, set your camera oh, yeah. and you get like this great, it was a great picture. It's an exact spot where you put your camera to get this amazing picture. I was like, Kodak. Wow. <laughs> I forgot about that. They used to be all over the place. There's very few left. I, oh, think. I bet. Uh, the Associated Press did a review for this year and it was a blurb review, but it was perfectly suited to describe any year we've ever gone to it. And the review was both profoundly bizarre and positively fun. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, the cast this year of characters reached 450. Wow. Yep. Yeah, that's climbing up there. Climbing up there. Yep. Yep. Um, October 16th was a special night. They had a, a musical performer, special guest, and it was Sister Hazel. So now we're getting into acts that I actually know. Sister Hazel? Yep. You don't know them? I didn't say no. it. I, I, gosh, I don't really know. Oh, you know why? There's, I know why I know them probably better than you do. They are, they're not Florida local, but they're Gainesville act, which is north, you know, north of us. Mm-hmm. So they've played probably a lot down here at other events that, uh, apart from this, that I've probably heard them. So that, okay, maybe that explains why I know them. Cool. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, rides and attractions that were open that year. We said Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review, Back to the Future of the Ride, Jaws. Earthquake, Confrontation, Terminator 2 3D, and the fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera. 
Still on the list. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Will not die. So that's all I have for 96. But there's a couple things I did want to talk about to close out the show. First and foremost was the news that we heard just today, the day that we're recording. Second house has finally been revealed. It was a long wait since Freddy yeah. versus Jason. And it's in Insid- it's uh, based on Insidious, all three films. And the reason that we don't have an instant reaction special for this is because our instant reaction is pretty short for me, at least, which is I got to go watch these films. And for me, it's, it was the same thing. It's like, um, I really don't know a lot about insidious. I did a quick look up and it sounds like, um, based on the name of the, the maze, they are taking just the, 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 the dream realm or the, the shadow realm or whatever they want to call it, that part of the movies and using that as the focus for the house. But we'll have to see when we get there. Right. Yeah. So really no point in putting out an episode and wasting anyone's time with really no opinion yet. So I, yeah. but I, I've, I've set the homework for myself to watch these movies. If uh, anyone else hasn't seen them, they're all available in digital delivery itunes amazon has the first one the second one's on netflix so we don't even have to rent it oh cool uh third one is just was out this june but you can get it on pre-order on itunes and amazon but it's gonna be out for rent price before halloween so i wouldn't bother paying the near 20 dollars for pre-order just wait till it gets to rental price if you really want to see it you got you got the time it will happen yeah and uh you know everything i've seen from the 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 horror site reviews and stuff like that not even the regular reviews i went to the horror site reviews um every everything that i've seen is has said that these are really really good movies yeah 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 everyone won't be a waste of time it's been a huge positive reaction and i am actually kind of looking forward to seeing what i'm missing and i plan to do that very soon uh, I did have some follow up to 1996, and this this first one you're gonna love. Uh, love laughing at me. Uh, one thing I've loved about doing this show so far, we're only a few episodes into it, but I love learning stuff I didn't know before, even when it comes in the form of looking at something that was sitting in front of me in the studio the whole time we recorded the last episode. And by okay. that I mean I had the 1996 event guide in front of me remember we talked about that mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. we were done when i was cleaning up when i was locked when i was i was i was turning everything off racking it all up and i grabbed that to put it away i flipped it over and lo and behold something we talked about in episode zero we're going to talk a lot about the food and drink this year in fact it may even be its own special on the oh back on the back was an ad for dracula's tavern and i'm like i totally missed this in 1996 Uh-oh. and it was in front of me the whole freaking time Freaking night Oh yep. my god. So awesome. Yep, Dracula's Tavern was the theme for the as we you and I know real well, the uh bars that are spread out through the park. Yeah. Set up for the night. And the, it's real real quick blurb it said Dracula's Tavern. The Count is offering the finest spirits for your drinking pleasure at various locations, as well as additional food and beverage carts located throughout the studio. Not much to it, but the fact that we now are starting the theme of the food and drink and Halloween Horror Nights is something I really wanted to talk about in 25, and I missed the opportunity to talk about it on the episode <laughs> of the year it happened. I was like, oh, Quint's going to love this. Yep, that's awesome, actually. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's it's cool that, that they started that stuff already back then. Yep. And uh, last but not least, I did say this in the last episode that I will one day have a 1996 a, universe, or a Halloween Horror Night 6 to bloom, and that is what I was clanking my 97 one against. I got one since oh, our nice. last recording. Yep. I saw it. Yep. I finally saw it. It was five bucks 
with, that was with shipping and everything. It's still a little more than I'd seen them before, but I hadn't seen them for a while. And I'm like, this is one of those things where I'll pay the, it's a little more than I've seen, but not so much more. And I know I'll have it. And I don't have to worry about it anymore. So I got it. Cool. Yep. And this one's really, really cool. You'll like this. This is the, a mock-up of the demon skull face inside the arches with two gargoyles oh. on top. And they even went to a to detail to on the arch on the right-hand side has a huge cobweb in it. <laughs> it says Halloween Horror Nights 1996 in the back says Universal Studios with a a Grim Reaper and then off behind him in the distance is the Bates Motel. It's really cool. I am so wow. glad. Yeah, I mean it's like a buck or two over over my I wouldn't even say my budget, but over what I thought I'd end up paying for it. I'm I'm happy because I, I have it in my hand now. It's cool. It's it's one of my I finally got a, one of my white whales down and 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 ready to put on display. So I'm really really happy That's to finally awesome. have this. That is it for 97. So we'll be back with 1998. And I am zipping through my notes. I don't see anything near as intriguing as a Final Frontier to mess with you <laughs> with. So I'm just going to let it off at that. So, uh, yeah, the um, our Twitter, we use our the news as Twitter feed and Facebook page, which I are at the end of the credits. I just realized that, so I won't say that again. But feel free to... Uh, send us a message. Let us know anything we missed in this year or any other year or any other comment you have, or let us know what you're looking forward to in 25. We actually had gotten a message on our website, I think, and a comment about someone was really looking forward to the return of the icon. So yeah, any, anything you have to share, we will, we're glad to hear it. And we will certainly share it on the show. So I, with that, I will finally wrap up and say, thank you for listening. Quinn, thank you for joining me once again. Always. And we will see you in 1998. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a News As Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at newsas.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash newsazpodcast, and follow our Twitter account at newsaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Newsaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash newsaz. Thanks for listening.